were before Christ. And I know some of you don't want to go back there, but sometimes just for the sake of witness and for the sake of ministry and, and for the sake of how it may bless somebody else, let's just take for just a moment and let's look before God came into the picture. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3 again. And we're going to look at it in the Message Bible. If you don't have that, check out the screen. It says this. It says, It wasn't so long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. Think about it for a second. You know, it wasn't that long ago. He said, well, I got saved years ago. No, it, it wasn't really that long ago that we were mired in that old state of life of sin. Verse 2 says, you let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You ever been there? Let's be honest. Let's raise a hand. Look at me for if, if, if you've been there, raise your hand. All right, just want to make sure you listen because your hand should have went up there because we have all been there. We've all, we're all been in that place. But he said this, did you filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience? Eugene Peterson just said some stuff right there. Just think about it. When you put something in that's not godly, you're going to get something out that's not godly. <clears throat> That's good right there. But when you put something in that's, that's godly and that's spiritual, you're going to exhale and you're going to breathe some powerful things out into the atmosphere. So it's very important. It's very powerful what we put into us, what we breathe in, and in the air that we suck in. So that's very, very important. Verse 3 says this, We all did it, all of us, doing what we felt like doing when we felt like doing it. Mm. All of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. Think about it. Oh, man. Does that not just blow your mind for a second? He, he, he did not have to bankrupt heaven. He did not have to leave that place and come and put on a skin suit and come and die on the cross for us. But God, verse 4 says... But God, we were all these things. We're breathing in, breathing in pollution, breathing out disobedience. We were, we were operating and working in a life of sin. We were setting on a course toward hell. But God set us free. Verse 4 is such a powerful thing. And as you begin to think about it, but God. We, we don't know what we would have been, but God came along. His brother Al said, as he was talking earlier, we don't know what God set us free from and what he kept us from. Some of us can go ahead and put labels on it. For some of us, it might have been, I was a homosexual, but God. You ain't got to say, man. I was in a life of sin and adultery, but God. Oh, come on, think about it, church. I was this. I almost became this. I was going to do this. I was on this, this path. I was heading down this direction. But God, come on, just think about it. But God, because God did what he did for us, because of the grace that was shed for us, we have, we have life everlasting. We have eternal riches in heaven. And we have gifts and blessings that he's trying to get to his people here on earth. But God, oh, I love that. Think about it for just a second. If it had not been for the but God, where would we be today? I praise God because over the last several weeks, every week we've been seeing people get saved. Amen. 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 Every week people have been, been on verses 1 through 3, but all of a sudden, but God showed up in their life. But God stepped into the scene. But God came into the picture, and he changed things for them. That's what happened when God shows up. And that's what we're trying to do in this place. We're trying to create an atmosphere for but God moments. And that's what we're doing. And it's an amazing thing. But that happens because of what God gives us.
Now listen, it's not for us and not that we should boast, not that we should do anything but God. But God did this for us. He gave us something called grace. Oh, we were singing about how amazing it was just a few moments ago. I love it. Oh, the, the amazing grace of God. What He did for us was so powerful. Oh, but God, gra- grace is this. If you look it up and study that, it means it's the word charis in the Greek. And it is a powerful thing. It is unmerited favor. It is undeserved blessings. It's things that we can't earn on our own. We can't work our way to grace. We can't, we can't even pray our way to grace. We just receive grace. And it's amazing things. And I love what grace is. And we've been painting a picture of what God is and, and how awesome our daddy is. And, and today for just a second, I want, I want to paint a picture of you for you of the grace of God. Pastor Stephen, help me out if you will. Come up here for just a minute. He's a good-looking God this morning. Amen. He's going to be a good-looking God for us. Give our student ministers pastor a hand as he comes up to the stage. <coughs> Well, that's okay. Just stand right here, God. You should have had your hat on and your... Uh, you'd have been a good-looking guy, sure enough. If you weren't here last week, you just missed that. You just missed that. Think for a second. Today, I, I, want, I want to paint a picture of, of, of what grace is for us. Grace is simply this. Grace is simply God's hand being extended toward us. See it for a second. See the amazing grace of God's hand being stretched towards you. His his unmerited favor. The undeserved blessing. It's it's what we we can't get to on our own. It's what we don't deserve. But grace was extended towards us. Because God knew this. He knew that before the foundation of the earth, there had to be a, a, a lamb slain. Because he knew that one day we would need a redeemer in our life. We would need to be purchased back because of what one through three said. Because of the sin that we breathe in and because of what came out. All those things. He knew what we needed. So what he did was he extended grace towards his people. Here's the deal. He gives us the grace. We don't give God grace. He, he's never messed up, never going to mess up. So we don't say, well, God, I'm going to let you slide on that one. I'm going to go ahead and let's let you just say, well, it's going to be okay. I, 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 we're good. We, we're okay. I'm going to let you slide this time. No, God's grace never misses us. God's grace is never a mistake, and it's God's grace is always extended toward his people. I want you to see it. Who's your daddy? This is our daddy. This is a God who's always releasing grace in our direction. It's always there. There's always that careless moment where his, his grace is being extended towards us, where it's being released. Grace is always being offered. But just like everything else, there has to be a response to his grace. There has to be a response to the hand being extended. I, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation. I've been in this a lot because I do this a lot. I come up to people and I'm like, sup? What's up, man? How you doing? Give, give me some. Give me a high five. Whatever. I don't know if you, you don't, might not do that. Your pastor does that. But hey, and yeah, have you ever been left hanging? <laughs> come on. And you play, play it off, you like. You start scratching your head. You, 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 hey, how you doing, man? Oh, you stretch and, and, and you, man, what's that you doing? And, did you see that? Look at that up there. I can't believe that. And you, you start trying to play it off. Here's what happens a lot of times. 
God's grace is being extended toward His people. You get tired yet? We're going to have some people hold you up here in a minute. Moses. But, but, but listen, listen. Never, never, never has grace ever left us. But how many times have we left Him hanging? How many times, whether through ignorance, through our own, our own lusts and desires and our flesh or whatever it is, how many times have we left God hanging? But something has to happen. There has to be a response to the grace being released. Something comes. This is how he said we were saved. He said grace through faith. The word through is the word dia in the Greek. And it, and it means this. It means that through is a place, it's a time, there's a reason, account of, because for this reason, therefore, on this account. There's a lot of words that you can put in there to, to really help you grab that. But it means this simply. There should be a time and a place where you, you reach out and you grab hold and you make the connection through, now, faith. This is how salvation takes place. Our faith, through God's grace, making a connection. That's, that's a good place to give God praise. That's, that's, think about it. You were saved because of grace. Not, not your grace. His grace. But through the grace, you reach up and now you make a connection. Listen, that's why we're here. If you're a Christian, that's how you got saved. It was through His grace. It was through what God did. But you had to make an action. You had to do something. And you had to reach up and you had to grab hold of the hand of God. And every time, His grace is never pulled from us. His grace is never withdrawn from us. His hand's always being extended toward us. But us, through faith, have to reach out and make the connection. Now listen, it's how we're saved. Give Pastor Stephen a hand. It's how we're saved. But listen, the thing doesn't stop there. It's not the end of the story. It's, 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 it's us locking hands, but it's not the end result. The other day we, were, we, we went swimming and, and uh, we are trying to get Caleb to and not be fearful of the water. He's got to respect it and those things. But we're trying to get him to learn how to swim. I mean, that's the best, best way to put it. But he, he, there's a fear there of that. And I think that faith, not the pistis, the Greek faith that we're talking about, but my offspring, <laughs> my seed, my daughter, faith, I, I, I believe that for one brief moment, and she's, she's going to kill me for doing, saying this, but I believe for one, one brief moment she forgot about her life before grace and faith and her, her connection and her learning how to swim. And, and I think she's forgot about me taking her to the Y and, and uh, when she was just a little bald-headed little baby and, 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 and taking her to swimming lessons and getting in the pool with her and, and holding her little face and, and letting her blow bubbles and it just it's, it learn how to swim, man. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, I'm telling you, I wish I'd brought some pictures of it. It was really cool. My hair was down to here. I look like Jesus. And I'm very spiritual. And, and it was just an awesome time in our life. But I think for a moment she forgot about that. Kind of like us a lot of times when we see somebody in a situation, we forget about us being in that very same situation. But God. But for one brief moment, she lost her mind. 
And, and as a daddy, I'm sitting here trying to teach him some things and, and just help him. And Caleb, just put your face in here and just, just hold, hold your breath and don't breathe and, and all this kind of stuff. But for one brief moment, Faith just comes up behind Caleb and she just grabs him and... <laughs> And he goes under the water, and he comes up out of the water, and he's screaming, and he's hollering, and he's calling daddy, and, and he's screaming, he's, I mean, just waving his hands, and I reach out and grab hold of him. Now listen, get the picture. It's what happened when God's grace and our faith connected. It is the moment that that took place. Caleb was saved. He was, he, he, thou would not let anything happen. There would have to be a, a big old boy come over there and, and do something and pry him from my hands. And, 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 and something happened for something to take place where he not live, he not make it because daddy grabbed hold of them. Now listen, daddy grabbed hold of them. Now listen, but this is what happens. When we lock hands with God, when our faith and our grace connects, it's how we get saved. Now, for listen, I'm trying, I'm learning this as I grow because I wasn't taught some of this stuff. I, I believe this is what takes place. The very moment we made the connection, he was saved. The very moment. It wasn't like, well, one of here, if I'm gonna make it out, I was gonna water up to my belly button. So I mean, I, I was gonna get him out of there. There was no more danger. I wasn't gonna slip and fall, hit my head. No, no, he was saved. But listen, for a moment, even when him still flailing and, and, and water still on him and stuff still going around, he was saved. But here's the here's the picture I want to paint today. As long as we stay connected through our grace and our, our faith in his grace. And as, soon, as long as we stay connected, there are things that begin to happen. I believe this. So there's a word that we don't hear much. I believe it's a word called sanctification, that I believe what God begins to do, the longer we stay connected to grace, the, the longer we stay hand in hand with him, he begins to take us somewhere. The Bible even talks about him taking us up here. In Revelation 11, he said, come up here. Amen? I believe we shouldn't be staying where we're at. There should be some things taking place. We should no longer stay in the water. We should stay connected to Him. Let Him begin to pull us out. And let Him begin to dry us off and do things for us. And when we do that, He begins to sanctify us. He begins to clean us up and begins to do things for us. Verse 6 says this, He brings us up and begins to sit us in heavenly places together with Him. He wants to take us up to a place we've never been. And so here's what happens. We have to stay connected. Now here's the deal. As soon as we make the disconnect, we begin to backslide. Oh, some of you got scared and your toes curled up underneath the, the, the chair when I said that. Backslide just doesn't mean you're no longer saved. I believe that can happen. But it means this. The moment you quit going forward and you, and you are no longer locked in with him, the moment you begin to slide back, you're backsliding. Now, I hope I don't get you too, too upset or, or mad enough to get your heart right, whatever. The, if you're in this place and you're not going towards being seated in heavenly places, you're not connected to him through your faith, you're backsliding. You're moving backwards. You're moving in a, in a backwards motion. And he tells us to press toward the mark. He, he tells us to press towards and move forward towards these things and, 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 and stay connected. Now, but this is what takes place. The devil cannot attack our grace. He tried that one time. 
didn't work out too well for him. Amen. He tagged our grace. He, tra- he hung grace on the cross. And, and look what happens. Now, beloved, there are many sons of God, not just one, because he attacked grace. He can no longer attack grace. He can't do anything to grace. So if he can't do anything to our grace, what does that leave for him to attack? Our faith. So right now, this moment, we're all in a place where we're all being tested by faith. We're, we're all vulnerable in this area. And this is a place that he's trying to come against each of us. He can't come against the grace hand of God. He can't come up to that hand and pull it down. He can't push it down. He can't do anything for it. He's up underneath the feet trying to get out and trying to breathe and, and trying, to, trying to just make it to, to the end. But listen, God's hands always extended. But what happens when we unlock and remove ourselves from the grace? Listen, it never changes. His hand never moves. But the moment we begin to unlock ourselves, we begin to miss it. So here's what happens. Through situations, through circumstances, through, through different things that, that we deal with and face, sickness, uh, financial assault, attack, uh, coming against the family, coming against the home, whatever it is, coming against the marriage, whatever you want to call it, he begins to do this. He begins to attack the faith because if he can get our faith attacked and if he can get us to disconnect, he knows the direction we begin to move. But here's what happens. We must reach out, hang on, and we must build our faith. We, we must build the faith. Now, it's why I drill it and say so much about it. And we must do it. We must stay in the Word of God. That's how faith gets to you. It's, it's how faith comes to you. Faith doesn't come because you just got up this morning. Well, I'm up this morning. God, I'll receive your faith. No, you receive His grace. You build your faith. That's good teaching right there. Come on, grab that. You, you don't, oh, glory to God. I'm going to come. I'm even going to show up at church. That doesn't build your faith unless you grab hold of this word. Unless you reach out and you make a connection to it and you grab hold of that and then you begin to say, that's my word. I'm going I'm to hold on to that word. I'm going to hold on to that truth. I'm going to let my faith continue to grow and I'm not going to disconnect. And so we must build the faith. Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. And faith is this. Faith is the only thing that we have that actually pleases Him. Oh, hear this. Faith is the only thing that we got. Well, Pastor, you don't know this morning, I, man, I showed up at 7.30 and I helped put the stage together and I helped do these things or whatever. Man, praise God, that's awesome. That is a blessing. I believe you'll be blessed for every seed that you sow. But that's not where pleasing God comes in. You know, Pastor, I, 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 I opened the door for somebody this week and I told them, God bless you. Mm, glory to God. That's good. Praise God. But it doesn't please Him. Faith pleases him. So as a church and as a body, we have to begin to build the faith. We have to begin to get into the word. He says in verse Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says, But without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He's a rewarder. So as a result of our faith that pleases God, getting connected to grace, rewards begin to come into our life. We begin to experience things when we stay connected to him. So here's what happens. He begins, the enemy comes and tries to throw things and test our faith. And when we get in rough spots, it's a tough situation. 
situations, it's not a battle against grace. It's a battle against your faith. So what do you have to do? You have to grab into God's Word. You have to begin to put that thing inside of you, find you a word that goes with your situation, and begin to quote it. Even this week, I begin to put scriptures on my Facebook. Well, I used to say something about, well, I'm out here doing this, or I'm going to go do this. No, I'm putting some scripture in there. Right now, I'm building my faith in some areas, and I want to build the people of God's faith because when we get connected and faith begins to happen, there's nothing that we can't do when we believe in God and trust Him, get connected to God's grace and make a connection there. Rewards begin to come into our life. God begins to move and do great things. But here's what happens. We get tested, I believe, individually and corporately. If your faith's in a test right now, slide your hand up real quick. If, it, if faith's a test against your faith right now, listen, listen. It's because the enemy knows what you're capable of doing. It's because he knows what you're capable of doing and becoming and, and how, how, how powerful of a, a force you can really be. He, he brings corporate tests even against our church and he puts things against us because he knows the beacon. He, he knows the light that we are called to be to this city and every city and every county that touches it and beyond into a world, into Peru, into other countries. He knows. The enemy understands and knows these things. So what he does is he throws tests. He throws things against us and our faith gets tested. But every time we stay connected to grace and don't let go and we stay in, in, in a place where we believe and we trust God, miracles take place. The rewarder of him who diligently seeks him begins to unfold in our life and we begin to experience the great things of God that he has it's only when we stay connected to him so here's the thing don't quit don't let go well, Pastor, you, you don't understand. You, you don't know. Pastor, help me. You, you don't understand. You don't know what I'm facing. You don't let go of that. Well, Pat, you, you don't understand. You don't know what I'm seeing at home. You don't understand what's in my mailbox, the bills that are coming. You don't let go to God's grace. You don't understand what I'm facing. Don't let go of God's grace. Don't let go of the hand, the hand who can keep you, the one who can pull you up out of a drowning situation, the one who can dry you off. Set your feet upon a rock. That's the God that I'm talking about. That's the daddy that we serve. But we must stay connected. Last week I talked about him being the vine and us being the branch. And everything that's in the vines in the branch. Everything that's in the main office of the bank of the banks in the branch office of the bank. There's a connection there. But the moment we get disconnected, the moment we get cut off, it's the moment we begin to die. That's why it alarms me when I, I, I quit seeing people maybe who was here. And I find out they're not in another church. They're just, they're out there. If, if we don't get them connected, they'll die. The moment you disconnect yourself is the moment you begin to move backwards. And it's the moment that you begin to miss the things that God has. The moment we disconnect, it all comes through our faith connection to His grace. For everything in our life. You build your faith in an area and you believe God and you trust Him for it. And here's the deal. Some of you did that for a while. Some of you built your faith in an area for a while and you, you did this, you trusted God and you didn't see it exactly like you wanted to see it and you can't do it. Pastor Ralph said you just can't put it in there one time and spend some kind of money to come back or whatever. But when you do it and when you tr trust God and you stay connected by faith, the rewards will come. He's not a man that he should lie. He can't lie. We have to trust him. The other day, it was funny when we, uh, we adopted a little boy for, for some of you new folks that don't know a couple of years ago. And, 
it was, I don't know, I think maybe God gave it to him because he knew I needed sermon material or something. I don't know. He, he, but when we got him, less than two years old, just, man, wide open. Just, I, I think, I really believe this. I think if he could have gotten to the top of the roof, he'd have jumped off. And it wouldn't have hurt him. I'm serious. I believe that. I watched him the week we got him. Face plant off the top of our deck. Hit a concrete stepping stone. Forehead first. Bust it wide open. Get up and say, ouch. And just scratch his head and keep on going. But there's someone called my wife. <laughs> who grabbed hold of my son. And has spoiled that little joker. Rotten. Have put, and loved him, petted him, and if something happens and he just, just bumps into the wall or something a certain way or a shadow falls on him, but he didn't like, oh, mommy, oh, baby, come here. Oh, baby, come here. Oh, baby, mommy loves you. And, and that's good. That's okay. And, and that's, that's awesome. But it's done some things to Caleb. I, when I got him, he would have dove off the top of the steps and I'd catch him. And there was a time when that happened, but through all of this, he's gotten kind of f fearful, I want to say, in some areas. So this week, Angel came back that she was in there and was in the kitchen. I put him up on the counter. Now, two years later, four years old, he should, you know, I figured by now, you're telling backflip, somersault, whatever off the top of this thing. But I was like, son, jump to me. And I, I mean, it was, what not, was not far from here to this stand. So, come closer, Daddy. Come, and he started trying to pull me in. So I'm backing up. And I said, no, son. I, I want you to jump. So I backed up a little bit further. And I, I was in a range where I knew I could grab him. I knew I could hold on to him. And I said this. I said, Caleb, I want you to jump. He's like, no, Daddy. And I looked at him, and an angel standing there. And I said, Caleb, here's what you need to do. I want you to understand that you can trust Daddy. You can trust me. I, I want you to know, if you jump, if you reach out, I'll catch you. And so what I did was, I, I stepped in just a little bit, and he jumped to me. And he got pumped. I want to do it again. I want to do it again. And he did this. I put him back up, and I jumped a little bit further. I want to do it again. And, and, and the other day, it was so neat. It was yesterday, or Friday. He was at the top of the stairs, and he was coming down the steps. And I was going to let him get on down a little bit further, but I was at the bottom, and I said, Caleb, jump. And he, and he's, he backed it on up a couple more steps. <laughs> he stepped on up there, man. And when he come down off top of us, it was like a torpedo by the time he done got to me. And, I, and about knocked me back. But I called him, and this is what he said. He said, Daddy, I love jumping. And I was like, man, that's, fun. that's good. And I was holding, holding my chest, and he about he hurt me. But here's the thing. He had to trust me on this level before he could ever trust me on this level. And he had to, to believe. And he had to get connected. And that my hand of grace, if he jumped, if he, he put enough faith in me, believed, if he jumped, I'd catch him. And here's the deal. And I, I, I want you to understand this. And I'm getting there. I'm not there yet, but I'm on my way. I love jumping. I love jumping. 
What used to be just a little leaf, that was okay. But man, you know, talking about getting deeper into things, I want to get into the deep things of God to where I just, can just trust Him to a place where not where I'm stupid, but where I just know the hand of God is extended toward me. And by faith, just jump and let God trust me. But believe that God is a God of those who rewards those who diligently seek Him and reach out and trust a God who loves us. Whatever you need today, God has the answer. Well, it's, it's bad. It's, it's in his hand. <laughs> I love it, and it paints a picture for us. With the span of his hand, he set the heavens. You think with just speaking a word, and with the span of a hand, if he can, he, he can set a heaven, he can take care of your situation. It's, it's, it's nothing. There's nothing that he can't do for you. Nothing. Gary, come on up if you would. But here's what we must do. We've got to reach out and grab the hand. We've got to release faith. We've got to make the connection to him. And, and, as, and as long as we, we just stand back and we don't trust him and we don't believe, we'll never understand and we'll never know how good God can and bless us and how much fun jumping is. I, I, I want to jump and I want to just, oh man, I want to enjoy it. I want to just trust God and believe God. But my faith, making the connection to His grace, brings the reward. It's what brought your salvation. It's what brings your sanctification. It's what brings the Holy Spirit. It's what brings all these areas when we release. God, I'm believing you. I'm going to put my faith and I'm going to trust your word in this area that you have a reward for me, that you, you want to give the Holy Spirit to me. Whatever it may be, God, I release it. God, I, I believe that you have a miracle for my family or my finances. I believe that. And His grace is extended. But faith has to be connected to it. Stand if you would, please. Hallelujah. If just a moment ago I asked this question and you raised your hand, I want you to step out today. If just a moment ago I, I said, is, is, is there an area in your life where your face being tested? And, and I said, raise your hand. If you raise your hand, do this for me. I want you to take the next step. And I, I, I want you to just come with us. We want to pray with you real quick. We want to believe with you. We want to connect our faith to your faith. And we want to believe with you that the grace of God that is sufficient, the Bible says, that will be poured into your life, it, that will begin to take place. If you raise your hand just a moment ago, step out right now and begin to come down here. We want to pray with you real quick. Step out. Come here. We want to pray with you. Thank you. Over the last, uh, last few weeks, every week we've been seeing lives change. Eternally, we've been seeing people grab hold of God and salvation come to them because their faith getting connected to God's grace and salvation has come. If that's you today, if you're in a place where you're not in a relationship with Christ and you don't know Him, He's not your Lord, you're not a believer, you don't know Christ today, I encourage you to step out as well. And I want you to come and we'll pray with you as well. And all you have to do is this. You have to connect your faith to Him. And you say, God, I believe. I believe that the Son of God died for me and that He was raised from the dead. I believe today. I believe that I am now a part of the body of Christ. I accept you as my Lord and as my Savior today. I trust you today. I believe you're who you said you are today. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Some of the leadership's already praying with some of these. Can we do this real quick? The people that have come down who, who are being tested, if you don't mind doing this, I want you to come. There's a lot of people, and it, it would take a lot of time for us to just go through individually and pray for each one. Church family, help me for a moment. If you believe that God's who He said He is, and that you believe God's a God who rewards those who seek Him, and if you believe that you connect your faith with somebody else, a God of grace will be poured in their life, I want you to step out real quick and come, and I want you to get with somebody that's down here. And I want you to come and make a connection with them. The same way we connect to God's grace, you make a faith connection with them right now. You, let, you, you begin to let your, your faith get connected to theirs and watch God move in that situation. And I want you to begin to pray. They're already doing it. Begin to pray. Begin to release your faith in this area. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Matt. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. God, let the connection be made now. Let the connection take place right now. Whatever's attacked it, whatever in the natural is trying to affect the supernatural, we come against those things. We, we, we come in the authorities of children. God, we make the connection. We believe together right now. Needs are being met. Faith is being poured into lives right now. God, there's a connection taking place, God, and salvation comes. Sanctification, the miracle, the need, it's being met. But God, we have to reach out and trust you. We have to reach out and trust you in this area. We have to connect to you. We have to release our faith. Thank you, Jesus. It's good to have the Peru mission team, part of them, uh, back with us today. And uh, they're going to be giving us an update next week and sharing some things uh, uh, that happened there. And that's going to be exciting to hear. And um, that's always good. A couple of real quick announcements. Uh, T-shirt orders. Um, we want to go ahead and get those in today. If you haven't uh, done that, please do so today. See Miss Glenetta. Uh, wait a minute, Miss Glenetta. She'll be back there at the info table. And uh, she'll, be, uh, she'll be taking those orders after the service this morning. So if you want to get that in, do so today because we're going to be sending that off so uh, you, you're, you're going to want that I promise you, you're going to want to represent so uh, pick that up if you would, also ladies I believe there's going to be a baby shower today, I'm supposed to make an announcement for that, what time is that going to be? 3 o'clock 3 o'clock, 3 to 5, if you've seen a belly up here on the stage kind of floating around that's, that, that's it, that's who it is, Miss Lindsay that's all there is to her, but uh, she's going to uh, be uh, delivering soon so they're going to be coming doing that, so all you ladies please go by and uh, uh, drop in and hang out and, and uh, bless that family if you would, I know they'd appreciate that greatly, amen Man, it feels good to be hands-free again. I'm, 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 I'm having a good time today. I'm enjoying life. It's good to have our beach bones back, too. We've had a lot of beach folk, and I tell you, some people have been there way too much lately, and it's uh, good to have some of those folks back with us and got some more that are out being beach bones, but glad you're here, glad you're home. Hope you didn't backslide while you was down there. Yeah, no, but if you did, you can come to the right place. You can come back to Jesus uh, this morning. But uh, mm, <laughs> glory to God. I feel this. Spirit of God. But uh, no, we are, we're glad you're here. Glad you're home. And uh, don't it feel good to be home? 
kind of good just to, to be a part of a church that you can call home. And uh, regardless of where we meet at, we're going to be talking about that end of service today, uh, just kind of an update of what's going on. But it just feels good to be home. Home's where your heart is. And heart, my heart's with, with God and with God's people. And it's just, it's just good to be a part of something that God's doing because he's doing some great things. Amen. Amen. Well, let's do this. Let's talk about him this morning. Let's brag on him for a little while. And uh, we did that last week. We're going to do it some more today and, fi- and help you find out how to get connected to how good he is and how great he really is. So do this. Take your Bible. Hold it up if you love it, if you believe it's true. And uh, if you don't, we encourage you to get one of these books. It'll help you. It'll help you grow. And if you don't have one and you can't, you can't get one on your own, we'll, we'll purchase you one. We'll make sure you get the Word because we believe it's very valuable and it'll help you grow in your faith. So take that book. Turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. One more time. Ephesians chapter 2. Okay. All right. First time guest said, oh, dear Lord. What in the world? We just love the book. We love, we love the Bible. We believe it's an incredible book. Like, we were talking earlier about the Ark of the Covenant being found, possibly, or all this kind of stuff. I said, I, I got all I need right here. That's great. I hope they find it or whatever. That's cool if they do, if they don't, whatever. I, I just, I'm loving this, and I know that's something I have, and I can put it in my heart and live for God because of this book. So uh, that's my Ark. That's the covenant that he made with me. So uh, he's a God of covenant, and, that, and that's real good. That's real good. Real good. All right, Ephesians chapter 2. We've got several verses today, so hang in there. Try to, try to follow along, if you would. Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to go verses 1 through 10. Starting at verse 1, it says this, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. That's really encouraging. Uh, we're basically trying to say this. We're all sinners. We've been, we were born there. We had no choice. We were brought into that place. But God, verse 4. Somebody say, but God. That's one of the most po- two of the most powerful words in the scripture. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up to sit together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches, I love that, of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works lest anyone should boast, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Wow, man. Let's pray. God, thank you. We love you. We praise you, and we thank you today for the cross of Calvary. We thank you, Lord, for grace today, God, and we thank you, Lord, for the connector, which is faith. And, Lord, today let faith come to your people. Lord, you said it comes by the word and hearing it today, God, and let it come to your people. Let a spirit of faith rise up in each of us today, God. And, Lord, I pray today, God, that as individuals, 
as families, and as corporately as a church body, God, today let us make the connection. Let us make the connection between grace and faith, God, and we thank you for the result, for the end result, God, for what it produces in our life, God, for the things that it brings to us, exceeding riches, God, blessings, God, and we thank you for that today. We give you praise today for who you are, for what you're doing, and what you're going to do in this city, because, God, the best is yet to come for your people. We give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you believe that, look over at your neighbor, high five them, say, I believe what he just said. Come on, say, I believe what he just said. And if they're asleep, shake them. Mm. Tell them to wake up because the word of God is being spoke. So uh, they really need to wake up for that. But uh, today we're going to get into some stuff. I'm excited. I, I, I love where we're getting ready to go. I want to read verse 8 to you one more time because verse 8 is going to be our key verse today. I'm going to talk about all of it, but key, verse 8 is going to be the key. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Say through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Last, last week, I spoke a word that I believe it was God given to our church and, and to this body that we serve an awesome God. And we asked the question last week, who's your daddy? Amen. Who is your daddy? And we talked about it and we bragged on last week how, God, how good God really is and, and how incredible he is. And, and Hunter, there is no one like our God. Amen. There is no God like our God. He is an incredible, powerful, miracle working God. Give blessing. He, I just, you can't find the words to describe how good he is and how incredible he really is. So uh, he's just an awesome daddy. Amen. He's just an awesome father. And last week we tried to paint a biblical picture of who God is. Not the picture that maybe religion taught us or maybe not the picture somebody taught us that didn't line up with the word. So whatever the things we began to talk about last week, it was just incredible. We spent what I feel like a lot of time talking about God's grace last week. We talked about the grace of God and how powerful God's grace really is. And, and I'll hit on that for a little bit, but we're going to go in a little bit further into what that scripture says and how I believe we as God's people can access God's grace and, and the connector that must take place there. And, but it is an amazing picture that who God is and how powerful He is when we look at His Word and we begin to see who He is. But not just that, we begin to see who we are in Christ. Amen? We are powerful in Christ. We are, we are bad to the bone in Christ. We are, we, are, we are the workmanship of Christ. We were made in the image of Him. And it's just an awesome picture that He paints for us. But look at what happens before 